All right, we're live. How's it going, Chris? It's going well, Peyton. Every every Wednesday is going well. How how can I complain? Yeah, it gives us something to look forward to, man. This is episode five. What about that consistency from the guys who uh, who haven't been consistent ever? I mean, this That's is right, this man. is a big step for us in the in the in the road to maturation and to have a successful show. So proud of you, man. Proud of me. Episode five. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you want to jump right into the first topic? Yeah, that works for me. Let's get into it. All right, first topic: Timberwolves. Three players in the NBA top twenty-five. Tell me what was going through your mind when you saw that, and if you were surprised or if it if it seemed about right. Yeah, to clarify, this is the ESPN list. I think, actually, I think a few media outlets released their lists. I only, I think everyone really only cares about the ESPN one. But yeah, I was a little surprised. I actually, um, I heard about this first because I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast. I don't, I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but he had John Krasinski on. Yeah, and they were talking to, about listen, it. Listen to the same thing. Yeah, and Zach Lowe's like. Don't mean a hint at it, but all that we just released 26 through 100, and uh, the Timberwolves' big three aren't in it. So guess what? They're the only team in the NBA with three top 25 players. It's pretty sweet, but I was extremely surprised. I thought, I mean, the the obvious answer is I'm very surprised Ant made the top 25 already. I, I'm not doubting him that he wouldn't be able to do that this year. I just I don't know if he did enough last year to prove that yet, but I think this is also based off season predictions. So that's the one I was really surprised about. Yeah, it kind of makes you question what the list is about. About Is the list a projections list for the end of the season, or is it day one right at the beginning of the season? Because if it's day one at the beginning of the season, I don't think you can put Anthony Edwards at number 25. At the end of the season, I would love to see him there, but... I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with the respect that he's getting. You also had uh, Gobert getting 18th, which seems about right. And then you have Cat getting 13th above players like PG, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler. So, I mean, 13th usually as the guy who's who's always uh, underrated, always talks about how he's underrated. That's that's some respect right there. He's got to live up to that. That is big respect, and that, that, that respect becomes, you know, comes with some responsibility. I think if you're ranked – you're one of the 13 best um, basketball players in the world. I think you have to prove that you can show up in the playoffs. You think so? Like, I think that's a, I mean, I think that would be a very reasonable argument to make. I think you, (laughs) you have to be able to show up in the playoffs and he, and I hate to say it, but he really hasn't done that yet. So again, is this, is this list a projections list or is it at the current point? He's the number 13th player. See, that's the, that's the weird thing about cat though, is it'd be like, it really did seem like every other – there was no in-between. He either sucked and got into foul trouble early or he'd have a game here. It's just – yeah, I, I think 13 might be a little high for Cat. I'd probably put him in the 15 to 20 range um, depending on if – maybe we should make a list. That'd be fun for the next podcast episode. A whole top 100? Well, do we do like top 40, maybe top 40. Top 40? We can do that. We can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I put Cat around 15 to 20 because um, you look at some of the names in there. I mean, when Kawhi's healthy, we were talking about this. Yeah, Kawhi is number 12. He, Kawhi's a top 10 player when he's healthy. Kawhi's I mean, a top five player when he's healthy, I think. Kawhi's my favorite player in the in the world. I love Kawhi. I think he's – Kawhi on the Raptors, Chris, that's the best player in the world right there. Not one player but not one player better than Cat. The, the stats don't look pretty always, but – Jimmy Butler gets his team to the playoffs and usually far in the playoffs. So, I mean, 
I don't know if Cat surpassed Jimmy in that aspect yet. Um, Jalen Brown just made the finals. Yeah. I mean, that's another debatable one. Um, I'm, and we're not hating on Cat, by the way. Either. Not at I all. Think it's, it's just surprising, but like, it is surprising. I don't think we're used to it, man. I think that's the problem. We're just not used to the Wolves getting this amount of respect. But you also look at the Wolves don't have a top 10 player, which is another thing. All these other teams have top 10 players. So if we're going to make it. If we're planning to make it to the Western Conference Finals, most of those other teams have a top 10 player. I don't know. You look at it, we might have a lot of top 25 players, but we don't have anyone in the top 10. So, I mean, I think that's the advantage. You just got guys all over the court. You just got to stop the stop the one or two guys on the other team. And uh, what was uh, – this isn't top 25, but was D'Angelo Russell 94, I thought I saw? 94. Like that. 94. 94. That seemed a little uh, disrespectful maybe. I mean, just a little bit. So he, I'm, I'm besides the, the besides the besides the playing game, he was he was a little disrespectful to himself and the fans. That was brutal. Um, I don't know. Uh, Russell Westbrook was ranked ahead of him. I'd probably take D'Lo over Westbrook right now. I don't even know if Russ is a top 100 player at this point in his career after what he showed last year. Um, I don't know. These lists are always subjective and they're literally the best for media outlets because everyone talks about them and everyone disagrees with them because obviously no one's going to agree with everything everyone says. So, I mean, lists are fun. That's the whole point of it. It's fun. They're meant for debate. Um, I think they nailed Rudy, though, actually, pretty well. I think 18 is pretty fair. Chris, we we have some technical difficulties here. I I think they might be fixed. Well, that's good. With you or with the stream? No, it was my fault. Oh, it's all good then. Yeah, I don't know. Rudy Rudy, uh, Rudy at 18 made sense to me. I think age 30 is directly in his prime. I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think the Timberwolves are sitting pretty, though, is what I'll have to say after seeing that. Hey, Chris, great job. Uh, great job holding up the fort there. Uh, well, I had some tef- technical difficulties. That's what happens when you run a oh my gosh. Uh-oh. We're gone again. <laughs> gone off stream? No, no, it's not the stream, my camera. My camera keeps mm-hmm. going. I think you can still hear me, but Okay. Well, that's I mean that's that's just what we have to deal with here on on live air. You guys get to see the behind the scenes of us messing up and technical difficulties. Usually it's me, which is the funny part. So yeah, I see I got greedy. I tried to fix the the setting on my camera. I got a little greedy, messed it up, whatever. All right, let's go into the next topic. Um, who is Kyle Anderson, Chris? Well, Kyle Anderson is slow-mo, uh, the man named slow-mo. I was trying to figure out before this, before we, uh, we knew this segment was happening, like where the name came from. I could not find it. My best guess is it was definitely just someone came up with it on Twitter or something like watching him play 2K or watching highlights. Like the guy's slow. It's a great nickname though. I love how he embraces it. Instagram handle. Um, is it really his Instagram handle? Yes, it is. Team wow. Slow-mo. See, Team that's slow-mo. uh, that's really yeah, it is respectful. Usually, if you had a nickname like that, you'd kind of kind of throw it to the side. It seems a little disrespectful, but hey, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Getting into a little bit about his career, um, I'm going to be honest here. I don't know if this is exactly correct. He came into the league when he was 21. I think he had three years of college. Um, basketball reference doesn't show it. I think he's a third-year college guy. 21 years old, drafted by the Spurs. Um, you know what they say. 
if you're drafted by the Spurs, you're going to be a good player. Just a good organization. He's just a good, solid player um, throughout his career. And I think there's some things we can take a look at in the stats that are kind of revealing to the player, you know, kind of what we can expect from Kyle Anderson and what he's been able to transition his game into um, from his rookie season. So, I mean, getting into it from age 21 to about age, I mean, up until very recently, age like 26. So five years, I mean, he's shooting below one three per game. Um, And you see kind of in 2020 when he's age 26, 20, you know, he's shooting 1.3 three pointers per game. Age 27 starts shooting almost four three pointers per game. I know that doesn't seem like a big statistical jump from 1.3 to 3.8, but in game, that is a ginormous jump. So something must have really clicked there because he goes from 1.3 three pointers a game on 28% efficiency to 3.8 three-pointers a game to 36% efficiency. So that's something you really like to see um, in Kyle's game. And I'm hoping, you know, with the lack of shooting in the starting lineup, maybe Kyle Anderson could come off the bench and hit a couple spot-up threes. He Um, could. He could. He could. And, you know, the release is a little slow. Um, Peyton and I saw it in person. It's actually really slow. So so just to clarify, is is the nickname slow-mo from the slow shot or the slowness – on the court. Cause I always thought it was from the shot. I thought that's why it was called slow-mo. I think it's everything, man. I think it's, it's how just, he moves. It's just how just he shoots. Everything it's, about him is slow. It's the lifestyle. He's friends with Kanye. There's another tidbit <laughs> of uh, information. He's good friends with Kanye. See, this go is on his, go on his Instagram. He's a big Donda guy, him and Jalen Brown. Okay. Okay. So Donda sports. See, see, I don't know if he signed with Donda um, sports, but he's kind of like, you know, kind of, yeah, he's, he's, he's a Kanye guy. Um, but yeah, we're getting him at age 29, um, two year deals. We're going to see him through age 30 and 31. Um, again, I, that's, that's the prime of an NBA player. He's increased his points per game from two in his rookie season, all the way to 12.4 in 2021. Um, he only, he did drop about four points, um, this previous year, but you got to look at Memphis in that how many dominant ball handlers there are on that team i mean you have Ja morant who was an mvp candidate last year desmond bain who really showed up as you know a guy who's going to be taking a lot more shots on i think he scored like 18 per game last year triple j's needs his touches i mean so kyle anderson's probably the least of memphis's concerns and still somehow average eight points so i think this guy is going to be a very valuable contributor off the bench um yeah i'm excited i don't know about you but yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, just to have a guy like this coming off the bench is such a valuable part person to have on your team. And I guarantee you, if Memphis could have kept him around, I feel like they would have wanted to keep him on the team if they could keep him, on, you know. And um, uh, words when I looked him up that came up, glue guy. He seems like a glue guy. He can come in there and kind of, you know, he's a role player, another word. Uh, playmaking defender, which I thought was interesting. So he's got he's got elite defense, which especially when you have someone like D'Angelo Russell out on the court who struggles with defense and especially the perimeter defense. Everyone talks about that with Rudy Gobert, how he struggles when there's bad perimeter defense. If you can get a guy like Kyle Anderson playing solid perimeter defense, you can't really ask for anything more. And if he can knock down a few threes, get a few easy dunks, nothing to complain about. 
that's all you can ask for, man. Something that's kind of caught my eye, though, looking looking at the basketball reference here is he's only played above 70 games three three times in his career. So you have the three seasons where he played 70 from age 22 to 24. And then age 25, he played 43 games, 67, 69, and 69. So is that something to kind of monitor? I mean... <laughs> He doesn't is he seem to hit him with the, hit him with the triple sixty nine this season, or I mean, he, yeah, he doesn't seem too durable, Chris. I think that's a, that's something we could say about slow mo, Kyle Anderson. You know, I I think we both we still have a little bit we need to get to know about this guy, but I don't know. I think it, it's an in, intriguing thing, and we're not really used to getting these type of guys on the Timberwolves. So I'm excited about that. He fits in with the little boring like Rudy Gobert style. Love the Popovich. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see what kind of role he can play for the Wolves this season. Let's get into the next topic. Um, this one is for, I think we really did it for probably the number one fan of our show, um, a, a dear friend of ours, Greg Weasley. Um, he is the biggest Wancho Hernan Gomez fan in the in the world. Um, and Wancho came out on top in the Euro basket uh, final. He beat our guy Gobert, who ended with, I think, six points six rebounds or something he had a hit a tough stat line Wancho comes out on top with 27 points as Spain beats France and he is just Bo Cruz man he, he's really he's turned into that guy what do you think about this Chris is it is let me let me ask you this actually is it time to worry about Gobert if he just got beat by Wancho no I think as as Dane Moore mentioned i think the nba is more suitable for rudy in the fact that you got these uber athletic guys driving the ball and rudy's a big deterrent in the nba to swat and really play defense in there but in in euro basket they're running a lot of you know mid-range to three-point actions and rudy's not get, really getting his opportunities to kind of showcase that defense um you got a lot of more less athletic less tall guys who are just kind of shooting out there. They don't want to test the paint with Rudy. So, I mean, the stat lines are always going to be worse in Eurobasket. It's harder to score and it's harder to play defense in those leagues. Um, not too worried about that, but pro- props to Wancho for getting us to talk about him for three straight live shows. I don't know. How, <laughs> this, we... guy is, this guy hasn't even been on the, He was a bench warmer and he hasn't even been on the team for two years. And we've talked about him for three straight episodes. I don't I know. Even, it, I don't know how that's possible. It's turned into the Wancho show, but um, yeah. The thing about Gobert is he really just he is not flashy at all. Like I think uh, Donich, he had upper forties in a game. Like he's just a scoring like Gobert. That is not his strength, and he, none of those like it's just so hard to like look at the stat line and then look at the impact that Gobert is making on the game. And also on the Wolves, he doesn't need to score a bunch of points. Like if he if he does the same exact stat line with the Wolves this season, maybe a few more blocks, a few more rebounds, I wouldn't be too worried at all. I think that's exactly what his role is on the team, and that's why that's how he became a superstar, is doing those things. But it's just not flashy, and it's so easy for the media to rip him apart on the okay. after these Eurobasket stats. Like They just love doing it. They love it. Especially on, T- I know TNT last season, I mean, you, you saw like Shaq making fun of him for making all that money. I don't know. I don't know what it is with Shaq. I feel like he likes to attack all the younger players. I don't. I don't, I don't get that. I think he's just jealous how much money they're making now. Mm-hmm. But I, it's it is weird because I think Gobert is like the analytical nerd's like 
favorite player. I mean, this guy leads the NBA in win shares. He's the leader in like screen assists by like double. The guy just wins. Like he, he's like, he is like. Not in the playoffs though. He doesn't win in the playoffs. Yeah, but the, obviously there's more to the story there. Of course, of course. As as we're going to hear. But I mean, I think Gobert just does a lot of things that are going to show up in advanced analytics. And I think front offices really like that. I think franchises value Rudy Gobert a lot higher than the general public. And I think that's for a, you know, a, a big reason. So I think, yeah, I think, I guess the way to describe him would be is he doesn't show up in the normal stats. He shows up when you watch the game, you can tell that he makes a difference. But when you look at the box score, it doesn't really look like he did much. But then when you look at the advanced stats, then he turns into a superstar. So he's just kind of this weird morph of a player that, um, that, that front offices love and that the media loves to hate but yeah Wancho man I I don't know I'm really excited to see if he can because I mean I really think shooting that movie messed up his his basketball side of his life I I think that's really when he went down here I'm not saying he was a great player ever but I think doing that whole movie thing I think it really it really did harm his basketball skills so I I mean he's a little bit separated from that he's got the confidence he probably he's probably watched that movie about 10 times I don't know. I, I think he might be able to make a little impact for the Raptors. Oh, yeah, it was the Raptors. Was it a 10-day that we figure out last time? No, we I think he signed a two-year deal. Two-year deal? Or two-way, maybe? No, no, no he has it. Again, we're, we shouldn't have to um, Google Wancho three times in a row. but He he didn't win the uh, Eurobasket MVP, though, right? No, his, his brother, brother did. Won. Yeah, his really. There's a good video of Wancho going around crying when his brother was winning the award. It was that was pretty cool. I think that's kind of what the it's uh, what you play for for your country, man. Dude, I, I like that's actually what I want. Like, just think about how cool it is that these guys are playing for their country. So that's already just like you're already gonna try extra hard, and then they're playing with their brothers. Like that's just, I mean, the amount of respect you gotta have for these guys is awesome. Um, Wancho's got a one year. $2.2 million contract with the Raptors. So he's he's making some good money this season. Do you think, he, do you think he's going to make more money this year or when he filmed the movie? It's a tough question. I don't know if Wancho would have made $2 million for that movie. He might have. He might have. I don't know. I just don't know how much an actor makes per movie. I feel like the really good, like a popular movie, I think lead actors make like $10 million, right? I mean, should we Should we look it up? Yeah, let's get let's give her let's get, let's see how much Wancho made from the the extended the Wancho uh, segment in this show. Should we just keep a Wancho segment update on Wancho every single episode? Maybe a one minute Wancho, one minute of Wancho, one minute of Wancho. We could do that. I think that would be. I don't know. I see. This is it is it's a weird phenomenon in in uh, Timberwolves culture. This guy made such an impact in this short of a time when he wasn't really even that good. If I'm being completely honest. No, remember that one game, though, against the uh, Lakers when he had 27 in the first half? <laughs> he was good right when we traded for him, though. I remember that Yeah, he had half. the five threes in the first game against the Clippers with Malik. That was, to this day, one of my favorite game, Timberwolves games of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the start of the new era, I think. I think that was the – that is where it, it all started. But Gerson's team. Hey, I, I think enough talking about Wancho. I couldn't find it. Um his, his net worth's apparently seventeen million. That's pretty good. Pretty good. He's friends with Adam Sandler, so um, yeah. Let's go to the next one, Chris. Another who is this guy? 
is the name of this segment, uh, PJ Dozier. Chris, tell me what you know about him. Um, and the big question is, is this guy even going to make the team? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. This segment might have to be a lot shorter than five minutes because I, I barely know a thing about PJ Dozier even after research. So, um, well, we can just kind of we can just kind of discuss also the bottom of the Wolves roster because you got guys like Luca Garza, you got um, CJ Ellenbe or something. CJ Ellenbe, yeah. You got uh, him. Um, we just got a lot of guys at the bottom of the, of the roster that are actually pretty competitive players that I, w- I would be excited if they made the roster just kind of intriguing guys that maybe could break out here or there pj dozier um yeah i mean he, he was he's 21 year old drafted by okc i think he was a g-leaguer for a bit um i don't know i listened to some denver and Nuggets stuff a little bit and apparently he was he was pretty good last year and they missed him in the playoffs i know Jokic was saying which is weird because he shot 36% from the field before the injury, 31% three-point shooter, um, five points per game. I mean, I, I don't know. That's... Is he kind of that analytics guy that uh, – <laughs> um, No, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know too much about P.J. Dozier. Um, so... Darren Wolfson said it was it was very lucky, though, that we got this guy on a training camp contract. That's that's pretty rare to get a guy like this on a, on a training camp and not just an outright contract. So, I mean, competition's good. So, Yeah, and like uh, Luca Garza, do you think he will – do you think he – so how many – so what is the current roster? I know I think Dane Moore um, tweeted something out, like the the graphic of who's actually there's on a the lot of, There's a lot of people competing for – 13 spots on on this roster um but when you ask about Luca I think Luca Garza I don't know if he's gonna make the like the the team the main team I think he will be a compelling right. project player but you look at Luca and the dude is a the dude was a baller on offense in in Iowa we I mean, made a whole video won, about it the guy won the wooden award he looked really i mean he scored like 23 points per game i think he was nailing threes i mean the guy's got the offense i'm actually really excited to have this guy in the system even if he doesn't make the team right away um i'm i'm i've always been high on luca garza i know you have been too we did make a draft video on him i mean yeah i I, i'm a big iowa state and minnesota gopher fan so we played him both my teams played him every single year and he just killed us every single time and it was the most boring basketball I've ever seen, but it was just so effective and he was just so big. Um, so let me go over. So for our two-way contracts, we got AJ Lawson and Eric Pascal. So that means they are on the team. It's kind of the same as was Nate Knight a two-way guy last year? Yes. So yeah, they they play they play um, a few games G League, a few games NBA. Um, yeah, Pascal's a great signing on a two-way too. I forgot about yeah. that one. And then we got um, Exhibit Ten which is CJ Ellaby, Luca Garza, and PJ Dozer. Not bad. Not bad. We'll take it. And I think um, Bryn Forbes and Austin are on standard NBA contracts, right? I think they're, they yeah, have NBA contracts. Yeah, they each have one-year one year deals. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of depth already not including um, – 20 guys right now on the on the current roster. Yeah, like that's 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 good, man. That's what – it's it's kind of like a parallel to football when you have a when you have a really crappy offensive line get a ton of people together, 
see who's going to compete and get those five spots, man. Someone has to show up there, right? Someone has to. Someone has to take the spot. But yeah, I like I, again, I really an, like that. another storyline I want to go at is is another Nuggets guy, another guy that what's his face is signing back from the Nuggets, and is this is this a trend we're going to keep seeing? Yeah, man, Connolly's been Connolly. poaching some of the Nuggets, the Nuggets bench players. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a couple videos surfacing. DeMarcus Cousins been looking good. He's been looking really lean. Some shooting. But we don't have to... any room now. We're looking at the roster. We can't have twenty-one guys. Oh, let's, let's add Cousins on a little standard contract. I, don't tell me you wouldn't take Boogie over Nas. I think I don't know. I maybe would rather take Nas. Honestly, you got that'd be such. A, we, so getting rid of Pat Bev, I feel like you need to bring another exuberant personality. Kyle Anderson. He's friends with Kanye. Yeah, I guess. Um, Kanye was courtside at Target Center. He was. Don to Academy. Don to Academy. Um, One more thing on this. I guess we said we're going to do a a quick segment, but we're running over the clock. Um, I think we had talked about a a segment that we were going to do, um, which was a little Iowa Wolves action. We're going to talk about the Iowa Wolves um, maybe every week. Maybe we could do it once a month. Yeah. Are we? like just maybe kind of once, maybe once a week run through some games who's who's impressing who yeah it, i mean it would just be a segment on the show just a little iowa wolves update we go through their their week games what the scores are because i feel like no one ever talks about the iowa wolves and if we're t- looking at the roster and all these guys i mean i mean they're gonna be pretty good i think i would like to get to an iowa wolves game this year that's on my bucket list that'd be cool that'd all be right cool speaking of the iowa wolves minnesota wolves the new nickname that's been going around, John Krasinski was talking about it on the on the Zach Lowe podcast. Is it Zach Lowe? Mm-hmm. On the Zach Lowe, Lowe in the Post or whatever. Um, and he said the new nickname for the Wolves is the Northern Heights. What do you think about this? And is it is it is it too cheesy? Is it is it, does it sound good? Does it sound like something we would name our podcast? I don't know. <laughs> that's what is, I'm is thinking. It, is it just the nickname for the two big guys? Is, did I, I hear that right? I don't. I didn't get that far in the in the podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if that's for the just the two big guys or if it's for the whole team. I think it's probably for the two big guys. I mean, I I don't I don't hate I don't hate it. I guess I was always there was a lot a lot of like Twin Cities towers. I I don't know. I don't know. I I like the Northern Heights. At least it has a ring to it. Right. The twin tower. The twin. Yeah. See, then you, then you're getting. I mean, but the th- we don't really have the the Northern Lights aren't really here, are they? I've never maybe seen like them. maybe like once every few years. I've, but I mean, I've, I've never seen them. I, I mean, I'm from the area. I've never seen the Northern Lights. Yeah, I think that's more of like a like a up north. I think that's like yeah, a Canada thing. I know, but it's like the North Stars. Yeah, I don't know. We I should have we should have thought of some ideas before we came on. No, we can't. No, no, that this is where we're creative, Chris. We can come up with them on the spot. Dog. Um. I don't know. <laughs> No, so, we can't come up with them on the spot. No, we can't. Too hard. So Northern Heights, I think it's kind of ironic because last year weren't we the, the smallest team in the NBA? We had no one over seven foot, and now you're, now we're being called the Northern Heights after adding just one guy. We got Garza. Isn't Garza like – dude, Garza's big. Garza's a big moth. He's, he's, he's a big boy. Yeah, I, 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 I like a basketball team that has a little height to it. I mean, well, no, especially if you're looking at our at our lineup, which is what we're going to get into next next topic. But I mean, if you have Jaden McDaniels at the three, Cat at the four, 
Gobert at the five. Are we the tallest lineup in the NBA at that point? It's got to be close to it. I mean, whether or not you think Jaden McDaniels is six nine or seven feet tall, I mean, he's, I mean, I was under the impression tall. he was a six eleven, six ten. Yeah, I mean, he, he, there's photos of him standing next to Cat, and he looks almost the same size. I, I, I don't doubt it. I think Jay, I think Jaden's the height is a little diminished by the hair, what his frame and hair. Well, what his frame lacks and what his hair gives him. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those. It's one of those like he's, you get the afro and then he's tall. I mean, but Jaden McDaniel's Chris was someone we gotta we gotta cover a little bit more. I I think I he might be my favorite player on the team. Now yeah, that Beasley's like that gone, I feel like that guy's got such an interesting life. That's what we always talk about. That because remember last year we were trying so hard to get him on the podcast. I don't know why we were, why we did that, but. We tried so hard to get Jade McDaniels of all people on the podcast. And then we're like, what would we even talk about? I just I feel like he's the guy all the guys always clown on, but he loves it. <laughs> like he's just like the the dude they always clown on. I, I don't know. See he just he, he seems how is he about our age? About 21? I think he's younger than us. That's that's, see, that's I, messed up, man. That is messed up. I can't get over that. Yeah, no, I it's funny actually cuz today I was uh I was in class and Jordan Davis came up and gave like a little presentation. I'm like this dude is like an art. Like this is like just a no. In your class? Yeah. Live? Yeah. Yeah, he's in my sports com class, but it's like weird because like you 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 play, oh. you play basketball against him. Oh, I thought you were saying Johnny Davis. No, no. Yeah, the Johnny twin brother, Davis. Jordan Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny was too busy having a rough preseason in Washington. Washington. He's on the. Um, Wizards. Wiz. Mm-hmm. What, when did he get drafted? I think twelfth. I want to say. Wow. When Johnny went. I feel like that might be a little bit of a stretch. If I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, he's just one of those guys. I think you could tell that it's just like a really good college player, but you can just tell that I don't think his game translates super well. He's he's one of those mid range back to the basket guys. Was he a good college player though? Uh, didn't he get knocked out of the tournament by um, Iowa State? I mean, our stat. See, that's a whole. That's an entire no. another story. Our starting point guard got oh, rolled Chucky. up on. Chucky. Iowa State. Iowa State playing dirty knocks no. our starter out of the game. Well, does your it's starting tough. point guard still go to your school? That's the question. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Where's that other? Where's he at now? Tyrese. Yeah. Texas. He's Texas. in another Big Twelve school. He 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 took the NIL money and went to another Big Twelve uh, school. Is, is After. The NIL money? After leading us to like the furthest Iowa State's gone in a while, he he, he set all these freshman records in the Big Twelve, and then he just dipped. It's a tough there's look. Some, is there some bad blood there? I mean, I think so, but also um, he is. Both of his parents are deceased. He's like supporting his family, so I understand why he would he would make the move to go to. He's a, a, he's a Minneapolis kid, isn't he? Wisconsin. He's from Milwaukee. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So I mean, it, it's tough, but. I guess on that topic, Chris, let's go right into the uh, the starting lineup of the Wolves. Um, this year, I feel like it's a little bit easier than it's been in years past. Last year, we were doing a lot of speculating. I think we talked about it for about a half hour last year, what the starting lineup was going to look like. Um, this year, I feel like it's pretty set in stone. Um, D'Lo, Ant, Jaden, Cat, Gobert. I think that's pretty 
pretty set. Um, the only place I could see it kind of fluctuating is maybe Jaden if he doesn't come out and perform the way that it needs to be. Maybe you could see a guy like Kyle Anderson fitting in the three. Maybe a guy like Torian Prince. So I think that's kind of the only spot where where it could fluctuate. Yeah, bar, barring no injuries, Finch really doesn't change the lineup, does he? Like no. I think he was pretty set in stone with the Vando lineup. Um, and you got to remember, year's... Bev started a lot of games last year, didn't he? He started most games. Yeah, it, so it last was, it was only like the first three games that he came off the bench, and then they realized they should probably just start him at the at the one and below at the two because I think we had um we did we not play Jaden? Was that what it was? Didn't we play someone else? We played like Ant at the two, Delo at the one, um, Vando. Yeah, maybe Jaden did play. Was Jaden yeah. a star? I don't. I, I I feel like Jaden wasn't a starter the entire year last year. No, I thought last year it was, it was it was Pat Bev, D'Lo, Ant, Vando, Cat. Yeah, that's what that's what the yeah. So the first few games though, I think it was D'Lo, Ant, Jaden, Vando, Cat. Yes, and, and then, they switched it up to put Pat okay. Bev. In. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. So is this starting lineup, Chris? Is this a, is this top five starting lineup in the NBA? Ooh, that's tough. I would say yes. I would say yes. If you have three top twenty guy, twenty five guys in your starting lineup, boom, that's the argument right there. I don't think you can even like question that argument. I mean, if you have three of the top twenty five players in your starting lineup, and when they have a pairing like Cat and Gobert, I think it's just you can't. It, the way that this lineup's gonna work is incredible, man. We we've talked about it a few times. Just like the amount of options Chris Finch is gonna have. I mean. Jaden McDaniels, he's the fifth best player on that team, but he probably is going to guard the best player. He's the best defender. Yeah. I, I do. Oh, it's getting me so excited. I just wish the season would come, man. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, Jaden McDaniels, he's going to have a great year. I, I mean, we're going we're gonna to have a whole Jaden section next week to talk about him. But D'Lo, he's got a lot to prove. 94th best player in the NBA, I guess. Um, I think this he's could be trying his, to get paid, too. Yes, career. It's a contract year. I think this could be the year where he he breaks out for sure again. Another breakout year. So looking at this lineup, who is who's the six man now? I think possibly. Are we talking about six man and like the defined roles of six man, or are we just talking about the first guy that's going to come off the bench every game? I mean, is that the, that's the six man, right? I mean. I think Kyle Anderson will be the first guy to come off the bench to sub Jaden out. Jayden, okay. But I think Noel will have more minutes per game than Really? So you think you really think Noel's going to make that that jump? Yeah. Finch has talked about this entire offseason like all the all these interviews. It's always been all about Noel. I think he's going to have a massive role um in the in the coming season. So I could see him having the most minutes, but I do think Jaden will probably get subbed out first for Kyle Anderson. A cool thing I was listening to John Krasinski talk about is he was saying that when they only have one cat or only go bears on the court, he said it's it, the pairing you usually will see is going to be D'Lo and Gobert and then Ant and Cat. I like that. I like that a lot too. I think those those two players, really, those guys really complement each other. I mean, the, the Ant and Cat pick and roll is one of the most lethal. It's just impossible to guard. And I think they never really, Ant never really figured it out last year how how to truly 
run it to perfection. But I think once he figures that out, man, it's just impossible to guard that. Yeah, I think it's with those two. I think it's the passing element. Like they're so they're so athletic and so good at shooting, they can make it work. But it's just, I think Ant needs. Hopefully, Ant improved the vision over the off season. Um, I think that's the thing he needed the most work on, and hopefully, Cat improved his passing accuracy. Um, yeah, they talked about that in the uh, on the Zach Lowell. He was talking about the the cat over the shoulder, no look, Huck. Yeah, that was. We saw that far too many t- far it's... too many times. I didn't need to see it that much. So. Too many times to be the number thirteenth best player in the <laughs> in the NBA, man. I, that's what I'm saying. It's just I'm surprised. I'm surprised about that ranking, but I don't hate. I guess is, is kind of how I'm. So first first preseason game, is that the lineup we're going to roll out, or is Rudy going to be getting rest in the preseason here? I'm, I'm interested to see well, Finch's you also, take on it and your take on it. Finch's take and my take? Yeah, like would I you, mean, you'd, you have to rest Rudy. I mean, this was just a grueling – this was pretty much a another league. In, it's, he's, it's like he's playing two leagues inside of one year. That's also – so is – uh, just to clarify, is the Euro Basket is that every single season? Is that every summer or is it every couple of years? I think it's every couple of years that they do the the Euro Cup, just kind of like the like the World Cup and for soccer and basketball and like the Olympics. I think it's every every few years. So this isn't the every summer type thing, but I mean your body's got to be drained after this, right? Yeah. So I I mean I would hope you'd give him you'd give him a lot of rest. I'm thankful to God that he did not get hurt during that whole thing. I mean, that would be the most Timberwolves thing ever is for go to go bear to get hurt. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You got to rest them. When, how, how long till the first preseason? Well, I'm pretty sure training camp starts next week and I believe it's two, uh, I think two weeks, I think is the first preseason game. If I'm not mistaken, two and a half weeks, maybe. So yeah, maybe give them some rest, but then that puts us at a disadvantage because they're not going to get the playing reps together. I don't know. I'd say I'd say fuck it and just put them in. <laughs> you gotta let them. Yeah, you gotta let them run with the first team. I mean, it's not like they're gonna play the whole game. They're gonna get a few. I mean, maybe a couple minutes, maybe. I don't want to risk any of those five guys getting. There's so much on the line, so much picks on the line, so much money on the line. Like, just give these guys a few minutes a game. Good. Is it kind of like the NFL though? How they, you know, they play. First game, most starters, and then it's just kind of done from there. And then we'll get to see. We gotta, we gotta play a bit more in the. I think the players play a bit more in the NBA preseason than they do in the NFL one. I mean, and it's gonna be cool because we're talking about the depth that this Minnesota team has, the twenty guys on the roster. So now we're gonna get to see all these guys play, and actually fight for a roster spot. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited for. What was the uh, with the pack? The videos the Timberwolves put out. I'm Track excited the pack. to see those again. Track the packs. Those are always fun, especially during the preseason. Yeah, man. I think this is going to be a exciting season. I put it on the bottom ticker. Twenty eight days till the first game against OKC. That's hype, man. Is I'm that excited. is that the f- home game? Yes. Yep. Yep. Home game against OKC. Um, October 19th. Yeah. So we got to follow Twitter because maybe not the first game, but the first couple games, they usually start giving out those free tickets. And that's what we like to take advantage of, get the free tickets. That makes the trip to Minneapolis feel a lot better. 
get to yeah but hey just parking i think this is a great episode next week we'll uh we'll continue with the wancho segment um we'll talk about Jaden mcdaniels and hopefully there's no other surprise timberwolves news that we have to cover um aka anthony edwards instagram story stuff um hopefully nothing else like that and hopefully we just have a, a seamless episode so thank you guys for watching have a great rest of your week